Welcome to Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries, where we take a biblical approach to culture's difficult questions. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Unapologetic. We're so glad that you tuned in to listen today. We're going to talk about a newsworthy topic, and this has been newsworthy for a couple weeks here. Joining us today is uh, Pastor Andy Bowles and our associate pastor, Greg Pettigrew. Uh, I'm Eli Bowles, worship pastor here at Embrace Church. And so our topic today is newsworthy. Somebody tell us what we're talking about today. Newsworthy, it, and, and this is going to ring a bell in everybody's ear, and probably, depending on how closely you watch this stuff with the news, probably your heart, ring a bell in your heart, and that is gun violence. And I would say probably we're, we're focusing more on the United States of America, although there is gun violence all over the world, but gun violence in the U.S. and how do we as Christians uh, process this, and how do we as Christians answer the question that the world and the country has around us? Is it just gun violence, or is, are we mass shooting? Mass shootings, definitely. Mass shootings. Um, and I guess maybe that's, that's in my mind, the, the combination between the two, yeah, gun violence, yeah. mass shootings. Because the mass shootings thing is what is just seems like just exploding here lately. Yeah. You know. I yeah. actually have some statistics on that from the Washington Post, if I can. Absolutely. Go ahead and read that real quick. So uh, the Washington Post published an article uh, just recently, I think it was on the 8th of June, and it says uh, there have been more than 250 mass shootings this year in the United States, according to the Gun Violence Archive. 38 have taken place since the rampage at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. Mass shootings, so this is how they're defining mass shootings. Mass shootings where four or more people, not including the shooter, are injured or killed, have averaged more than one per day so far this year. Not a single week in 2022 has passed without at least four mass shootings. And so here's how it's progressed. In 2019, there were 417. In 2020, there were 611. And in 2021, there were 700 mass shootings. Now say the difference between 2020 and 2021 again. Uh, 2020, there were 611. And in 2021, there were 700. So what was it in 2019? 2019, it was 417. So we went from 2019, 417 to 2021, 700. That's right. Okay. And so we had that middle year of 2020 where we defunded the police. Okay, as long as I'm picking up what everybody's putting down. <laughs> <laughs> and, and probably in the major cities is where all this is happening because, you know, you don't hear of the little forest Mississippis having mass shootings like this. But anyway, right. so, <clears throat> so, yeah, what, uh, I, I know that Greg's got some facts that he's been studying up on as well. Uh, you want to go ahead and share some of those? Yeah, well, mine is, is not you know, like statistic facts, anything like that. This is just something that, that our government is attempting to do um, to kind of curb this, this uh, ongoing, on growing, growing. ongoing, ongoing yeah. uh, issue of, of mass shootings. And, and it's uh, that they're trying to do, you know, uh, gun control bills, of course, uh, which, uh, you know, this has been, uh, a topic for longer than this this mass shooting thing has been going on. Mm -hmm. The government has been, well, some of the government has been trying to uh, pass gun control bills uh, continually. But uh, just this uh, 
week, yesterday, in fact, on Wednesday, I guess, um, the House passed, a, it says, a wide-ranging gun control bill uh, in response to mass shootings in, in Buffalo, New York, and Uvalde, Texas, uh, that would raise the age limit for purchasing a semi-automatic rifle to 21 and prohibit the sale of ammunition magazines with a capacity of more than 15 rounds. Um, because that's going to fix everything. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to AFR radio yesterday with Bishop Jackson, and he was talking about the same time there was the Sandy Hook shooting. Mm -hmm. There was also a mass stabbing in China to where a guy was with maybe as a sword. I think that's what it was. He had a sword. He was running around slicing people up in China and had injured and killed folks. And well, you know, the, the, the thing is, you know, uh, in, in England, you know, they, they, you can't, a normal man can't have a gun, mm -hmm. but you constantly see that over there. You see mass stabbings. You see people getting, uh, I, I can recall an instance where uh, uh, a guy took his car and ran over That's tons right. of people on a bridge. That's right. Uh, so violence is not just because you've got gun. That's right. You know, a man's heart is wicked. Mm. That's just, that's, a, that's an absolute fact. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you've got a gun or a knife or a car or, you know, I a remember rock. Years, a Kane, rock. Kane didn't know, have a gun. Back, when people he were melling around anthrax, you know. Yeah. Uh, you, you had to be careful when you opened your mail. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, yeah. You know, when the Unabomber was out there, That's you right. know, you were sending bombs in the mail. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is evil. This is not a gun issue. Well, I mean, we're making it, it's, it's become a gun issue, but this is an evil thing, is, is what That's the right. issue is. It's the heart. You want to get to the heart of a problem, you got to get to the realize that you got a problem of the heart right that's right you know? that's right so mm. preach it brother the preacher coming out let me calm down <laughs> <laughs> no but but you're exactly right and and i know that in the article that you were reading earlier it talked about how the you know there's a struggle within the legislative branches of one saying not so much pull or restrain against gun rights and the other one saying just do away with gun rights. Yeah, well, the, what I read was the, the House passed this bill. It's, it's not been passed by the Senate. It has to be passed by the Senate before it become, can become law. The House wants to restrict the guns you can buy and the, the, the magazines you can buy. The Senate is wanting to do more strict background checks. Mm -hmm. So the House is saying, let's get rid of the weapons. The Senate is saying, let's figure out about the people who are attempting to buy the weapons. Mm -hmm. do, do a stronger background check and raise the age limit, that kind of stuff, or whatever that is. Yeah. You, you know, I, I've seen that, that bumper sticker before. You know, guns don't kill people. People kill people. Mm. Fact. That's a fact. <clears throat> you know, and, and that raises the question, because we know that violence is violence, no matter what tool is used in the violence. Does guns make it easier to, 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 to be a person of violence in a situation like mass shootings? And then you've then you got to think, too, the type of gun that's used in this whole process. Is that the issue? And so where, where is the line drawn? As, as, a, as a country who gives the Second Amendment right to be able to protect yourself, and even in the state of Mississippi, where we're recording this from, um, we have what's called the castle domain law, which means that we have the right if a person invades our home to protect ourselves with excessive force, <clears throat> which could be a gun if that person doesn't have a gun. I mean, it's just, just the way it is in the United States, uh, in, in Mississippi, which in my opinion is a great thing. You know, you bust up in my house. 
you know, you you gonna get met with something, you know. Amen. Um. So, but the 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 thing I think is when when the Second Amendment was written, they were dropping black powder down the end of a barrel, stuffing a round ball in it, and shooting people. And here we are now to where we can we can throw out hundreds of bullets in a matter of a minute. And so is that what they're going after? Is that what they're trying to stop? And is it logical knowing the definition of the Second Amendment is not so much? And we shared this pre-show. One of the politicians, and I want to say it maybe was Biden, but was at, he told a guy, you don't need a you don't need a, a AR-15 to hunt deer with. And the guy said, I didn't buy an AR-15 to hunt deer with. I bought an AR-15 to keep me from protected from people like you. You know, and so according to the Second Amendment, right? We should be able to bear arms that is able to be an equivalent to what we assume the military force would be against us. What crazy person is going to go to war with another country knowing that they have military tools far advancing them and not try to meet that, right? Well, you know, I've, I've actually read something before talking about when Japan invaded Pearl Harbor. Uh, in 1941, mm-hmm. uh, said that the only thing that kept them from coming further uh, would have been east for them, uh, and uh, invading mainland USA was the fact that they knew there was a 100 million man armed militia. Wow. Which wasn't an actual militia. It was the fact that American people own guns. Yeah. That's what kept Japan from invading mainland USA in 1941. Come on. And, and that's one of the reasons that we have been deemed one of the largest global powers for existence as long as what we have is because we allow our American citizens to be empowered to write, uh, with, with the right to own their own weapons. I was listening to a radio show yesterday, and I think the guy said that there are 300 million uh, guns in the United States of America. I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing, but it goes back to what you said a while ago. The issue is not the weapon that's used, gun, knife, whatever. Those are inanimate objects that do nothing outside of the possession of an individual. The problem is people. The problem is the heart. The thing is, we have lost people doing lost things. Mm. What's going to fix mass shooting? That's right. A man named Jesus. <laughs> Come on. That's it. That's it. But, <clears throat> see, we have so excluded Jesus from government and from schools and from the, the popular places, the, the city squares, to where now we're running around saying, what's the problem? Do you think there's a, a, a correlation here? From the, the further we get from Jesus, we've taken prayer out of schools, we've taken the Ten Commandments off the property, we've, we're constantly removing Jesus and Christianity from these things. And the more we're removing that, the more we're seeing these things taking mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. You think there's a correlation in that? 100%. Hmm. Yeah. And when we look at Scripture, I think Eli's got some Scripture pulled up. When we look at the Scripture, the Scripture definitely gives us answers to the problem. And the problem is, and, and you, you can do, if you've got the Version Bible app, you can type in the word violence, and you can pull up so many different passages of Scripture that talk about violence comes from the heart of a wicked person, a person who is rejected the, to, to follow the commands of God or the Word of God or following the teachings of Jesus. And so what, what you got, Eli? Well, you know, as I'm, I'm thinking about this and listening to you guys speak, I'm thinking, how do we as Christians, sort of, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing to have your Americanness and your Christianity kind of hand in hand. 
But if we separate ourselves from that American, you know, making this all about gun rights and, and voting and all that kind of stuff, we just separate that and say, okay, as a Christian, mm-hmm. how do I look at this and how do I handle this? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's sad to say, but I see on the news um, mass shooting in Buffalo, mass shooting in Uvalde. What we're not seeing is revival breaks out in Buffalo. Come on. Revival breaks out in Uvalde. And so we're seeing a lot of lost people doing lost people things, but not a lot of saved people doing saved people things. Mm. And that's a big part of the issue. That's right. That's a big part of the answer. We as Christians are people who have the answer to this, and there's a lost world that doesn't have the answer to this. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just thinking about Proverbs chapter 21, verses 7 and 8. It says, um, the violence of the wicked will drag them away or destroy them because they refuse to act with justice. The way of a guilty man is crooked, but as for the pure, his conduct is upright. Mm-hmm. And so as we're seeing more and more lost people doing lost people things, we should be seeing a lot more Christians doing save people things. That's right. Amen. Which is instigating revival, which is sharing the gospel, which is having open conversations in safe places about how we as a Christian culture deals with this. So, so when, when you think about um, you know, Sandy Hook, Buffalo, Uvalde, uh, the, these places like this, um, as Christians, if you would if you would write a prescription of what we should do in response to this, what what would you say we should do in response to this? I think that right now you've got a lot of communities that are hurting, a lot of communities that are scared and suffering from loss. And I think that we as Christians should be flooding that community with our support, mm-hmm. flooding that community in the aftermath mm. with the answer to the mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. Romans twelve twenty one. You know, we don't overcome evil with evil. We overcome evil with good. Right. You know, is it going to be better to go into a community and ranting and raging, or is it going to be better to go in there and just love on some folk? Yeah. So this podcast has gone from a podcast about mass shootings to now it's birthing ministry. Amen. And so I definitely see that as being. I think you're right. If there is a um, a cooperation of Christians in one area that can provide for the area of effect with you know free counseling sources, uh, prayer warriors to go, and people that goes with with the word and just shares in, in compassion and love. And I, I think that's a, an appropriate way. Let's just say that there are Christians who are not going to go to that place and they're not going to provide those resources. And there's two guys at the water cooler at work, and this conversation conversation is brought up, and there's one Christian, and then there's a non-Christian, and they're having a conversation about this. Then, then what happens? How how does Christians respond to conversations based on mass shooting? Mm. You know, and 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 again, I think it doesn't change in approach whether you're having that conversation at the water cooler or you're taking a team of counselors, evangelists, or prayer warriors, whatever it is, to that area. It's still the same approach, right? And it's that okay, this is this is what's wrong, and this is this is how we deal with it. You know, I, I've got I pulled up so many different Bible verses to, that could address the issue. And I think Christians, we as Christians, should be equipped with the Scripture because the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, that the Bible is a living word that is like a surgeon's scalpel that will bring conviction and faith and 
separate us from our desires and intents with what God's plan and will is. And so I think when the Christian is equipped to say, okay, I, I hear what you're saying, you know, we should do this and take everybody's guns. Well, you take everybody's guns, then they're going to start stabbing people. All take right. all the knives. Well, you take all the knives, they're going to go get a stick and beat people to death. But take all the sticks, then you're going to have to gather up all the rocks. And so, so what is really the issue? It's like Greg said, and what you said, it's the issue of a heart. Since Genesis chapter 6, verse 11, actually before that, because Cain killed Abel, remember that, right? right. But in Genesis 6, 11, God's word says that the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Man, there are so many other verses that talk about the wickedness of man leading to violence. Psalm 11, 5, Psalm 58, 2, Psalm 73, 6, Proverbs 4, 17, Proverbs 10, 6, and on and on and on. But there's there's one more passage that I've looked up, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 through 19, and Solomon is writing to his sons who are future leaders in Israel. He says, these, th these six things does the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination to him, a proud look, a lying tongue, catch this, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift into running to mischief. I mean, all, all three of those things address what we're talking about, right? Yes. And so when the Christian is equipped in helping the lost person, a person far from God, a non-Christian, understand it's not the gun, but it's the heart. Let's address the heart, because when the heart changes, the person changes. Therefore, a man who owns guns, even if it's AR-15s, he's not going to run into school and start shooting up kids. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So what, what do you guys think? Give me some thought. I think I think Jesus, 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 Jesus. Amen. <laughs> the, the the same guy who said, "Go sell you." Yeah, that's that that and that is you know Jesus in Luke chapter twenty two said, you know, uh, if you don't have a sword, go sell your cloak and buy one. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is himself saying, you know, arm yourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, and and again, I think it's it's uh, an arm yourselves uh, for yours and your family's sake. You know. Uh, because when you're following Jesus, when you're loving like Jesus loves, you know, he, he tells us the top two commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and, and strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you're loving your neighbor as yourself, I ain't trying to kill myself, you know, I ain't, I ain't so I ain't going to go out and try to kill my neighbor. That's you know? right, that's right. Uh, so I, I believe the following of Jesus as a whole uh, is what is going to get us away from this issue and this topic. Well, you know, even in prophecy in the Old Testament, and it's referring to that uh, time of the millennial reign after Christ comes, raptures the church, the tribulation is there, then he comes in his second coming. That's my belief of the timetable of God in the end of times, that um, those swords will be remade into shears instead of swords. There will be a time to where all weapons are done away with because it will be an ultimate time of peace. But the fact of the matter is, before the Prince of Peace comes and establishes an uh, eternal reign of peace, there's not going to be peace. So there has to be protection while we're waiting on peace. Right. I think that really there's an issue where we have such a messed up view of what our humanity is, and we like to think that humans are inherently good, mm -hmm. when the fact of the matter is we're not. Yeah. And so there's this whole movement that says just be yourself. You don't have to change. 
love yourself the way you are. When in reality, if we're not being more like Jesus, that's right. Then we're very, very bad people. Mm-hmm. And so, as a Christian, whenever this conversation comes up, and people are asking why do good things, I mean, why do bad things happen to good people? You know, the the question really is, who's good? Mm-hmm. You know, who among us is good? And so you go from there and say, maybe the question isn't why do bad things happen to good people. Maybe the question is just why do bad things happen? Mm-hmm. And in that, there's an, a door and opportunity to share the gospel. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, I, I think this conversation is going to continue to roll. Oh, yeah. And there's going to be more debates on the news, and there's going to be people, um, you know, who bring up legislation from both the public and, and the private sectors and the, the political sectors. And I personally feel like it's going to eventually get to the point to where they're, all guns are going to be collected. That's just what I believe. Um, and not just in the United States, but all over, because I have a, a broader picture. There's a biblical worldview that we have that says, in the end, there's going to be one ruler with one world government with one this and one that. And that's the only way that that guy can have real ultimate power, and that's the Antichrist. So... <laughs> Well, it's a weighty way to end the, the, the podcast. But, <laughs> but this is what we would encourage. And, and when I say we, I mainly mean me, and y'all can chime in if you want to. But I believe that you should be able to rightfully arm yourself for the protection of you and your family with the means of a gun if you desire a gun. And uh, if you don't desire a gun, don't buy a gun. Nobody's forcing that on you. Uh, I, I also say everywhere you go, make sure that you are a a person, especially if you're a man in your home, be be the guy who's looking and ready and defending your family and things like that. I think it's a good thing to be alert. I always tell my kids, be a defensive driver. Well, in public nowadays, you've just got to be prepared and be on guard. And I'm not saying take your AK everywhere you go, but pray, be be in tune with the Spirit, and be prepared because when you leave your home, you are going into a very wild world. so, uh, And, of course, the best way that you can prepare is if you haven't already, surrender your life to Jesus because the fact of the matter is statistic on death is one out of one dies. So everybody's going to die. What happens after death, that's, that's the issue. So, hey, guys, thank you for listening. We know this was kind of a weighty subject to carry, but it's definitely one that's in the news, and we pray that we have equipped you as a follower of Jesus. And if you're not a follower of Jesus, hopefully we've challenged the way you thought, and maybe you will become a follower of Jesus. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us today on Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries. We hope we have answered some of culture's difficult questions using the Bible, God's Word. Please help us get the word out about this new podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to call us at 601-469-2680, or you can email us at embrace.church at yahoo.com.